Cool. We're rolling. Dude, let's yeah. uh I would like to formally introduce our first first real guest on the podcast, Zmed. I'm Zmed. Oh, Brian in account. Brian well, Brian is our business partner. Uh, Brian is a owner. But still a guest <laughs> to the show. Yeah, yeah, guest to the show. But yeah, first uh formal guest yeah. I would say is is Zmed, owner of Card Brokers along with many other uh, business ventures that he's known for in the sneaker Twitter realm that have all basically derived from like your presence in the sports card community early on. Um, yeah, I'll let you introduce yourself if you'd like. Yeah, so I'm Zmed, owner of Card Brokers, mm -hmm. as you just said. Yep, maybe I introduced you a little bit. You kind of already introduced me. I'm sorry, me. Now I, have to I introduced it, you. So now it's awkward. Yeah, okay. Well, how did you, uh, how did you get into, into like this re reselling in general? When, when did you get into just like resale um, in the first place? Uh, dude, Vince asked me this yesterday. Uh, I got into reselling, I think, like a year and a half ago, two years ago. Okay. And I was terrible. And I still am terrible at like reselling shoes. Yeah. But like I got in, I think it was Black 350s, like the original drop. It yeah, really yeah. wasn't that long ago. Sure. I started it was thinking about, about it. Yeah, but a year and a half, two years ago. Yeah, something like that. And I got a pair of those on Yeezy Supply manually. Uh -huh. And my friend Corey, straight heat wears his name. Like he doesn't like do Twitter or anything like that. So, but he got me into it and yeah, so I started reselling and then I've always been into cards. Yep. Like, uh, probably for 10 years. Cause my that's dad got me. Yeah, crazy. That that's impressive. Yeah. Okay. yeah that's Actually, really cool. No, I'm 18. So yeah, it would be longer than 10 years. That's but yeah, awesome. since I was little, um, I can't believe I'm 18. Hell yeah. That's weird. But yeah, so I've been into cards forever, and then I kind of ended up switching over to that because, like, cards started to grow in, like, January, probably, like, a year ago. Yep. Yeah, about a year yep. ago. Yep. And then uh, I'd made a group called Sports Card Talk, and I probably made that in, like, December of 2019. Okay. And then, like, we just talked about cards. What were, the you name buying? Kind of were you buying sealed product? Um, at that time, I was buying individuals. I wish I was buying sealed product. It wasn't okay, like right. that wasn't as popular until like yeah. recently. Like yeah. people really don't like the big companies did, but now it's like normal yeah. yep. for you to buy sealed product, and it wasn't really okay. Uh, because it didn't go way up like it does now. Mm -hmm. But it was about the chase cards. It was about finding that chase card, getting yeah. it graded, the whole process. Yeah, and grading was grading has changed so much, but. Uh, anyway, so I made sports card talk eventually start providing information for groups mm -hmm. and While it was still named sports card talk Wow, well, sports card talk, but okay. that was just a separate thing and I just started providing under ZMED yep. uh, for groups and I just kind of started adding on a few groups and then got a name for myself and then transferred sports card talk into card brokers. Okay, and then Yeah, I launched that uh, with stead Yep. Stead was like one of the beginning ones and it was pretty much me instead. Nice. Um, and then we launched that and officially went paid. Like we went in beta. I don't know how long we went in beta, not very long, like a month. And then we went paid, I think, on April twentieth. So okay. four twenty. Damn, that's awesome. Yeah. Oh nice. <laughs> it uh and it easy easy enough day to remember too, which yeah. is good. So um that's interesting. So sports card talk transition into car brokers. I guess from my perspective, I um, when you first like blew up on the scene was right around, I would say like March, April is when I, uh, we were first introduced to each other. Yeah, I thought that car brokers was your core and then you started providing, but you were already a service provider and then start. it m makes sense. It's yeah. Awesome. That's how I like grew. So when I started card brokers, people already knew who you like, were, we had, we, they I knew you were say we had a lot of hype, but yeah, we had like 
some people wanting in and stuff from the beginning, which is hard for a group mm -hmm. because I'd been providing for groups and cards were growing and there wasn't really any card groups yet. Yeah. Well, you were there at the absolute perfect, perfect place. Yeah. Time. Just it's perfect timing. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, you said you were into, so this, so this is interesting. You said you've been reselling for a year and a half, two years, but you've been into sports cards for 10. So what, like, what were you doing? with the sports cards for the previous eight years? Were you like collecting? Uh, like, yeah, how was it a profitable venture or just like a pure hobby for you prior to you getting into reselling? Um, it ended up being profitable in the long run because cards ended up shooting up and I got lucky like Mike Trout rookies. Yeah. I had a good bit of those and then I got nice. lucky with Mike Trout. But yeah, it was always just collecting, mostly vintage stuff. Okay. Because my dad was into vintage, so then I loved vintage. So I just collected vintage all throughout my childhood pretty much like nice. 1950s Have you sold and stuff. Much of that? No, I don't sell it. You I sell, sell all my new stuff. New stuff? Yeah. That's cool. So like would you consider Mike Trout something you would sell though? Like you sold those rookie cards? I still have those just oh, because okay. Damn, okay. It's my because it was from my childhood. That's cool. yeah. yeah. I respect that. Nice. So you were already highly familiarized with the process of everything, like ripping, grading, trading, the market as a whole, like the climate of the sports car market, even though you weren't like actually selling uh, and, and it wasn't a highly profitable venture for you. It was still a hobby. Yeah. When our worlds collided like the resale world and the sports card world you were just ready it yeah, sounds yeah, like yeah. you were like ready to go that's yeah that's awesome that, yeah and it was great because the card market was growing at the same time so exactly yeah it was, it was like bigger was than booming. bigger than any of us i mean shoot we we talk we talk about this man like the, we were there's a right place right time like we were um ready to ride <laughs> ride that wave when it started like when sports cards started to really catch steam and, and uh, dig in, in in the sneaker world and sneaker Twitter and whatnot per se. It's like, if you were there for it, ready uh, to, you know, give guidance. Cause at first it was like a black hole of information. Like kids were coming, they were just like used to selling stuff on StockX. It's it's an entire different world sports cards are, yeah, especially yeah. when you uh, go like into like ripping, grading, all of the above. That gets complicated. Yeah, yeah there's, a, there's a lot. Um, do you watch sports? Yeah, yeah, I do. I mostly watch, well, right now I'm watching basketball because obviously it's basketball season. But mm -hmm. so my family watches sports. My, I have a brother and my dad and uh, we watch uh, the Suns a lot because there's a player named Javon Carter, okay. which you probably don't know. But Not he's really. from West Virginia and we always like him and he's terrible. But we still like. He's your guy, though. Yeah. Cards. Like, yeah, yeah. You buy your my brother, cards. my brother yeah. collects Javon Carter cool. a lot. Um, nice. And they're really cheap. So we watch a yeah. lot of that. And then I like watching like the Nets because they have Durant and Harden yep. and Kyrie and yeah. Um, so yeah. Other sports? Do you watch oh football? yeah, other sports. Uh, football? No, okay. I don't. Well, yes, some. I watch some football, but yeah. not like as much as basketball. And then baseball, I watch a lot of. You do watch baseball, like the Yankees. Nice. And then I like watching whoever's good, like mm -hmm. Tatis if you, or Fernando Tatis. Yep. Uh, mm -hmm. I watch a lot of him. And like Akuna. Trout. Yeah, Trout. About. I like Trout. watching Trout. You just like the goats in in baseball. And yeah, that's, that's fun. How I like it. Hell yeah! You like Mookie 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 Betts? Mookie Betts. Yeah, uh, I like that guy's chains. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's yeah, got I don't. Some chains, I, I kind of like him, but I don't watch him or anything. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, so in general, like you came into the sne sneaker Twitter scene a couple years, a uh, couple years back, you said you got into like sneaker reselling. Yeah. Um, are you reselling any sneakers at this point? Mm, 
What am I reselling? Maybe on occasion. Yeah. Like Do very you... rare occasion. I mostly just buy sneakers, so I but buy you a lot might of stuff. Sell me those Yeezys. Yeah, so I'll sell you those Yeezys <laughs> and hook up Vans. Yeah, but, yeah, of course. Uh, but yeah, other than that, um, I don't like go for any drops really anymore. Yeah. Right. Well, it makes sense. You're you're full time, you know, providing information and services in regard to in. in so tell us, uh, just like about you know card brokers because you're it's different than GFNF in, in as far as uh like directionally. You guys obviously are um highly focused on on sports cards. I know you have like other trading card games, uh, like you have information on Yu-Gi-Oh, Magic. Yeah. You try to offer comics, but also you guys cater to a lot more um, as far as like, you know, I know you were talking about you try to at least give guidance and information on, you know, grading, opening products, stuff like that, that we don't mm -hmm. know much about, frankly. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and you are well-versed. So, yeah. Uh, what are some of your focuses as, as far as that? Like, do you uh, recommend uh, people to, to be ripping and grading a lot or, or where do you find yourself? For that, it's it's always better to keep it sealed. I yeah. mean, there's certain things. So like, remember those Pulsar NBA Hoops premium sets? Yes. That were like 150. I think we talked about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. From Target. They, yeah. they were like, were they Target exclusive? Target exclusive. Yes. Um, we were recommending to open those and uh, grade because you already know what's in it. There's not like a risk behind mm -hmm. uh, that. You're not like gambling opening packs. Because um, it was a full t player set? Yeah, it's a full player set. And mm -hmm. grading those w are really profitable. Uh, now the price, when it was back and really cheap, because there was a time when it was just barely over retail. Right, and, for the And they box sat itself. on Target too, yeah. Yeah. But now it's like a $400 box or whatever. But for the most part, always recommend keeping it sealed. But a lot of members open because it's fun to open cards. It's fun. Yeah. It's a it's a hobby and a, and a passion for a lot of people. I mean, that's a that's a great example of of a uh, you know a particular product and service that we were not really able to. So like I I had no idea that there was more money to be made from actually ripping those uh, factory sets and and grading them. How much profit were people looking at if the submissions came back in like a high grade? High grade. Ah, oh, it's hard to say. So and each one there's like two Zions, two Jaws, um, and then you have all the good players. Yeah. And a lot of the good players had two cards. So, you know, I had my Zions come back that I 10 date. I paid like $55 per card uh, to get it back quickly, but then I sold them for almost 400 Wow. Uh, Dang. For the, yeah, for the Zions and Jaws. So uh, it just depends on the grade. Two? two Zions, two Jaws. Can you do that now, that, that rapid grading? You can still do rapid grading, but it just costs a it just costs more. a lot, and, okay. and you're wanting to make sure that it's gonna get a good grade. Yeah, yeah. so you wouldn't want to send if you knew it wasn't if good. Yeah, and if you weren't like, like really familiar with looking jump. at it, you're really looking when you're spending a lot. You're looking for a ten. Um, yeah, but like okay. if it was an if I thought it was gonna nine, I'd still send it just in a lower uh, level. Okay, got it. Let's talk about PSA a little bit. Um, I know that's something, you, you know, we've been roasted before uh, in regard to like how little we know about grading. Not me. Hey, yes, you. Be, and and oh, you don't me. know about this. Uh, we at one point on an earlier episode uh, had attempted to have conversation or expound on our vast knowledge of grading cards uh -huh. I and uh people people got what a, did a, i say i don't know i don't know what no either way, of us dude. said yes but we talked about like it and no anything. but people zemad <laughs> said Z I oh it was just me oh yeah. fuck <laughs> okay what I, guess, would I have said i don't know send your cards uh send them send the good ones <laughs> uh okay i guess it was just me trim the edges but i was telling zemad i'm like yeah it's gonna be great to be able to talk about grading and other 
stuff because yeah. I don't know shit. I don't know that much about it. Like I just don't grade myself. I, I just that's not my type of like reselling that I do. And uh, he's like, yeah, it's funny. I've actually had people send me clips of you t- trying to talk about grading. So like, dude, look, look get, a, get a load of this fucking guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I don't know. It's just and, – and from the beginning, I've just – I, I don't have the background in the hobby that you do. I'm very much like a transplant. Like I came from sneaker Twitter. I was transplanted into this card world. And, um, you know, obviously I, I take a lot of pride in the knowledge and, and, uh, I, I think that I've gotten a, a lot of knowledge over the past year and I, and I pride myself on that, but still there's stuff that I'm, I'm way less familiar in. Um, you really like it. Like the card stuff. I love it, yeah. dude. Yeah, you're, you're it's pretty passionate about it. I love it. It's so fun. I mean, it it, it truly is. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I was just gonna reference. Even I, I hate missing. I, I like. I like to be the one to to ping and tell the group. Yeah. Go buy them. Like I just. I don't know. It, it gets me going. I, I take a lot of pride in it. Um, one yeah. new venture in in the card world that I know ZMed is really hot on is NBA Top Shot. So you are mm-hmm. really keen on this and you think that there's a lot of longevity yeah, in Top yeah. Shot. It could be like, mm-hmm. you know, maybe five, 10 years of people making money from it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. something like that. Yeah, so no, what are your uh, true thoughts on, yeah. on Top Shot? And I'll, uh, NBA Top Shot, for those that don't know, they uh, are virtual cards, blockchain. Uh, it, it's literally just, you you buy packs and then you can rip moments. Is that uh, I'm gonna give you the floor here um, if you want to talk Top Shot. So go ahead. I'm far from the Top Shot professional, but I think you're a provider for us, right? Yeah, something, <laughs> something like that. Right. So it's like I think like the norm. I don't know if there's like different levels of packs. Yeah. So I may look like an idiot talking about this, but I think there's I know there's a nine dollar pack. Yep. Mm-hmm. And there's like three card not cards moments mm-hmm. in each pack. And I guess you can like turn around and sell it, but then you like can't sell the cards, the moments for six weeks from the time you made your account. Hmm. It, I don't, it, it's, it, I don't it, like it. <laughs> it's uh, it's an entirely virtual, uh, you know, business and, and, and whatnot. And people are, you know, I'd be a fool to, to not acknowledge that people have and are making real money from yeah, Top yeah. Shot. It's a, it's an incredibly incredibly risky venture just it's it's an it's artificial scarcity to the most literal degree possible but people aren't physically holding these cards like the moments they're like video clips correct of of uh of players you know doing highlight i don't know if you've seen like the top shot moments and whatnot but yeah people are like buying and trading and seeking after these moments it'll be like a video of a guy doing a, a dunk or something like that. I'm like, how does that have, how is that worth 50,000 US dollars? Like yeah. that doesn't make sense, bro. It's, uh, the, there's money in it now, but it's a market that eventually there's no substance to it. There's really no strong foundation or collector demand. It's it's yeah. a lot of flippers selling the flippers is like kind of how you would, would describe it. Resellers selling yeah, exactly the resellers. That. Yeah, which will sustain prices to a certain point and yeah. pinnacle, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but eventually that bubble pops because like, do you know, uh, okay, so you own car brokers. You have a lot of like truly passionate hobbyists that, uh, you know, that are involved in your community. Like, are they buying Top Shot moments? No. I don't know many hobbyist type people really buying. To- I know there are some, yeah. but not many people. The majority of the card community hates the idea because it's really just drove by social media influencers yeah, and like other groups, even like cook groups, like you have all the cook groups adding top shop 
providers mm -hmm. and they're trying to push it and everybody's trying to be an investor in it but it'll yep. i believe it'll crash eventually but i'm not the top shot professional either so i really don't it, but that, that's a it's a funny thing top shot professional is a funny phrase because like is there such thing as a top shot professional i would say no i'm not gonna you know no knock on anyone i'm all for someone going and getting their getting their dollar but as far as being like a top shot provider quote unquote yeah it, it's it's you're kind of classically pumping and dumping your own calls sometimes and and uh sometimes of course they could have a good call based on based on the growth of this top shot movement and industry yeah. but like no one's an expert and th and that's an, that's an important thing or maybe not nobody but very few people would be considered to have like expertise level to the point where mm -hmm. you know we trust them to direct all of our members of what to buy and where to invest their money and yeah, stuff like no. that it just seems uh, like a shaky, it, it it reminds me of Project 2020. Like yeah. that's, I just get 2020, Project 2020 vibes from this, but this is a virtual product. So I think it's a lot worse. Yeah, exactly. Maybe yeah. even worse yeah, as far as I the foundation so. for that very reason. Project, because Project 2020, there are a lot of like passionate hobbyists that did get, that, that uh, caught on and, and rolled that wave for a little bit, got into it. Yeah, you know? I was on, I mean, I was on the, I would admit it, I was on the 2020 project wave. But yeah, yeah. It ended up crashing partly due to a lot of like sports card investor on YouTube comes out, makes a video, um, nothing against him saying that he thinks the market's going to crash. It makes people start to sell. And then just like the market just kind of funnels mm -hmm. down. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't even know that. Yeah, I'm not really putting dip. it fully on him or anything, yeah. but... I mean, I'm stuff that like that. I'm like in people that start doing that. I'm in that guy's server. He's got like a free, uh, free giant server. Yeah, I server. think he does. I'm not in that, but I've heard about that. Yep. Hmm. I saw he was uh, like in his, con he was kind of getting like bad, like like to, eh, I don't want to like talk bad on another YouTuber or whatever, yeah, but yeah. I'm just going to talk about it. Like whatever. He was getting pretty bad, like like to dislike ratios on some of his videos and whatnot because, it, and, and then I was going into the comments. Uh, this was several months back and people were just basically saying he's like, a total sellout just trying to pump his own cards and, and whatever mm. it is I, I don't really know i don't know much about the guy on a mm. personal level yeah but. like the tiger woods card came out not long ago because tiger woods is having a documentary yeah and his cards shoot up in price and i don't uh he may not be doing it intentionally sports card investor mm -hmm. but he has a lot of following and he needs to be careful i think with what he says he'll come out and makes a video with like the thumbnail of him going like this and like uh, like saying, yeah, down. Tiger Woods is going down, like this big graphic, and then yeah. makes an entire video to why the card's going down. And I mean, that will get people to Yeah, to when 10,000 people watch your video. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. valid. It'll, yeah, either prevent them from and buying. And the price is shot down after that. Really? Yeah. Okay. Are you into... Um, you know, Tiger Woods card. That's that's an interesting. Like, how about like, yeah, obscure. Bubba Watson, would you recommend? <laughs> <laughs> You're a new Bubba Watson investor. Yeah, um, yeah Vin's a big big investor. So, uh, I like obscure stuff. That's kind of what we've moved towards a lot, especially like uh, a lot of the admins and card brokers, uh, Bobby and Kurt and James. They're pushing like a bunch of weird stuff. Yeah, MMA, Mar Marvel, Marvel MMA, NASCAR. I know some people collect NASCAR. No. Maybe what? not. I don't know. I'm just talking. There's got to be. I don't really know. There's market. I know people who collect people NASCAR. Go to those things. Yeah. I'm just talking. I'm talking smack, dude. I don't know. <laughs> dude, after this, since you're not buying, I'm buying. You're, you're buying, buying Danica yeah. Patrick. Danica Patrick yeah. rookie car. Does she still drive? I don't think no, so. No, no clue. Vince oh, would know. He's a big NASCAR guy over here. Like Schumacher and stuff. 
Yeah. Huh. What's your, do you have any in your collection, like uh, crazy obscure cards that you have uh, kept for yourself or? No. No? Okay. <laughs> I know James, James I like is someone, yeah. uh, Supreme Sales on, on Twitter, shout out to him, uh, really nice guy, but he's into a, a variety of like Marvel mm. and I see him with like Flintstones cards and I've referenced, oh, I, cool. I see his pickups all the time. I'm like, man, he's, it's cool. It's that's really cool. That's what I would buy. Dude. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> I like the weird stuff for sure. Yeah, I like vintage cool. more though. Vintage, yep. yeah. So vintage, you could consider it weird stuff to some people, but yeah. I guess it's not really weird to me. Well, I, it's funny. I, they were making cards of everything when i was a kid i saw uh, i forget who it was but someone on twitter the other day posted a it was like a harry potter hermione card from 2001 yeah, yeah i saw that dude they were making cards of everything like that was when the harry wow. potter movie came out they were just That's making crazy. cards of everything back then so yeah there's like what most whatever like oh. movie or series or tv show you were big into as a kid if you were from like the like a 90s kid or whatever like there's probably a card out there yeah. in a high grade or something that you can that you can go and pick up it, it's pretty cool um as mm. far as like modern current modern card releases a couple updates in 2021 with uh release procedures from the big box stores target and walmart i'll start by asking this do you uh go for much in store like uh, releases no i used to like it used to be easier like if your local walmart stocks or target stocks at the same time every the same day every week like yeah. that's easy you just stop by in the morning fit it into your schedule yeah see what uh, you can get yeah but now it's like so much of it's just backdoored and i don't think there's anything wrong with backdooring. I mean, they sell for so much money. Like yeah. if I, if I was stocking shelves, not making very much money, you know, I'd right. be back, I'd be backdooring it. I yeah. Mean. Well, if, yeah, exactly. If I was, if I was getting paid, whatever they get paid, you know, 10, yeah. 15, 20 bucks an hour. Yeah. And then someone's like, Hey, I'll triple your pay to just yeah, text exact, me exactly. once a week. Okay. I'm in, <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Simple enough. So I don't hate on it, but they, I think they'll change. Yes. I think they'll end up taking away in store or something like that. I think so too. I yeah. think that directionally All we're online. Yeah, but then it's just gonna get bought. bought I, really, I don't. Yeah, so what, yeah. I don't know. What it's is hard. what, what is wondering. the solution? Yeah. I don't know if anyone has like the solution yet yeah. because in store. If, if you can circumvent the back doors, that is, quote unquote, a very fair way to do it. But then again, it's a matter of like, who can line up the earliest in the morning and like stand in the cold the longest? Like that sucks for people yeah. that actually, then, yeah. yeah. Um, but the the act, the specific changes that, that I know about, people are saying that their Walmart card sections are being shrunk by like, like they're only like a fourth or a fifth the size that the card sections were prior. So yeah, this has been reported by like a few big accounts, apparently in a few different corners of the country that Walmart is just, you know, really cutting cutting back and, and mm. retracing the size of their card section, which would of course indicate a, a uh, cutting down of volume in product in, in theory. I don't know this. It, it hasn't happened yeah. in my Walmart. It, mine still looks normal. But this is like a slightly confirmed. Um, we also talked about just a couple of weeks ago, the early rumors and the target release procedure changes. Yeah. Now we actually have some confirmation that like this is really happening. There's there's yeah. some real official changes that, that Target's making. Um, I'm going to go off memory, but the, uh, the pictures that, that uh, from the announcements I've seen in store, they, they literally just spell out. The vendor at this store comes Monday, Tuesday, Thursday at 11.30 a.m. If you want to an opportunity to buy sports cards, 
come in starting at 8 a.m. on those days and get your name on the waiting list and then you'll be texted at your chance to receive it. So, it, so that is what the actual official release procedure is looking like as of, as of right now. Yeah. All I, in my head, all that means is that there's going to be a giant goddamn line out front of Target on those days of the week. You know what I mean? Before yeah. they open. And uh, I, I don't know how much... It, it'll be a little less chaotic. It would prevent backdooring, in theory. Uh, you you would think that this would be a, a foolproof way to do it. But yeah, what are your guys' initial thoughts on that system? Good, bad? Uh, I you can't you can't wait for like one box. Somebody wants to wait for like a fifteen dollar box of cards. Like you don't want, I don't want to put my name on a waiting list. I yeah. would understand if like they were doing it in like bundles. Yeah. Or like if it was an expensive product, for example, if it was like a hobby box, a thousand dollar box, yep. I'd understand putting your name on a waiting list and everything. Right. But to do it for like a pack of cards or something seems kind of goofy. I know. Yeah. You get, you're maybe not even guaranteed anything. Target's two per skew, right? So like what they give you two. I think of, it's one. I think you get one? one. I heard it was one. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh. like one blaster, one CeeLo pack. Uh, or cello That's pack. That's crazy. But yeah. My thing was like, I was thinking they would just take this list and let's just say they had like open enrollment every month or two where you could sign up. Oh. And then they would actually like, instead of like one box, like if you got selected for this week or one of the You weeks, got to take stock? No, you got to take, <laughs> no, they would select like a hundred guys or something. Yeah. And they're giving up, let's just say 400 boxes or something. Right. Total then you'd each get four boxes. Right. And then obviously the next month, those guys wouldn't win. It'd yeah. be whoever else, but. Vince thought it was going to be just a one, yeah, winner one a month. Yeah, one guy gets them all. Get, get, getting like 10,000 boxes of hoops. Hey, uh, we've got about $70,000. Congratulations, <laughs> uh, Zmed. You've been selected to, to win $70,000 of retail NBA hoops yeah, uh, be to be sick. picked up at Target on Thursday. Mm. Yeah, no. It, That's it, what they're doing. They'll be big, yeah, big changes, man. It's so Target is like anti-reseller, bro. I, I think yeah, all the way bad. back to like my some of my earlier experiences with Target, which were in the summer, like selling pools. My like special uh, loop was in in Minnesota. Like, okay, so I was living in Minnesota. Target is a like Minneapolis-based company, so all of like they have a super high store density out there. Just a, like I, I I like dude, I had literally between sixteen and twenty. I mean, it was a crazy amount of targets just within like a small radius from me out there, and I think they get a lot of their their shipments and whatnot, uh, and their warehouse, their storage is all like in Minnesota. It's a, it's just a Minnesota company, and as a result. The Intex pools, like all the super heavy ones, they were all yeah. just being sold in Minnesota. And and how it was explained to me was that like, they're like, hey, if they're selling in Minnesota, why would we pay the logistics price of shipping yeah. 300 pound pools to Florida and New England? Like we're just, yeah. they're just going to let them sell in Minnesota. So I was running around crazy, like, <laughs> like looping pools. And, and I'm, you know, it was amazing. But that's when I learned, I'm like, wow, these people like hate resellers. They, they're anti-reseller tr actively trying to like, they're like yeah. they'll like try to stand in front of you at the self checkout and stuff, bro. They'll get crazy. Whereas Walmart, they're just like, yeah, congrats, you found you found them. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it just so doesn't. I don't understand that because like it doesn't affect. I've thought about this before. Like I just don't understand how reselling hurts Target at all. It does. I, mean, I guess it can make their customers upset yeah, that they didn't get the product. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But do they care that much about their customers anyways? They still get the money, which is like... Yeah, exactly. I just don't. I don't and, I'm not going to stop shopping at Target because I didn't get to 
buy a ba- or buy a box of basketball cards. Exactly. I, I don't know. I believe that Target and Walmart, like the, the as far as customer satisfaction, what percentage of their customer base gives the slightest care about about sports cards? Yeah. It's, yeah, it's no. a very 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 small percentage. What you know, and I contrast that with uh, Fanatics, Tops, Panini. Or small, or just like smaller card companies, they would have incentive for fair to ha- to have yeah. a fair release procedures because yeah. like their entire co- clientele and customer base is card fanatics and yeah. hobbyists that you know they want to get their hands on the product. And I'm not saying that Target and Walmart want to let down whatever other percentage of like card heads, but ultimately they're doing yeah. big business well dude walmart is probably more annoyed by this stuff than any like like as on their actual spreadsheets and and financials like i'd be so curious to see how much of a tiny tiny little blip sports cards yeah. are on it's walmart. like a thousand dollars a week i'm probably, saying in it's like nothing. the total stock yeah right, right. and yet it takes up 72 percent of their phone calls you know what i <laughs> yeah, mean like yeah. think, just think about that from a big business perspective like they, they someone's got to be looking at these numbers like hey man these sports card this sports card thing we're only making <laughs> you know x a couple million a year from it total or or however many it is but it's taken up all these extra yeah. man hours on the floor from our management team from the phone calls we're getting on it it's it's a lot so when when i heard the early rumors about them this was months ago there was remember the rumors like five months ago that they were just clipping in store completely yeah. next year yeah they've done that so much like i don't know how these rumors show up but yeah they yeah. come up with that all the time right but it's it's you know people with the most incentive to get the stuff on walmart shelves and target shelves are not Walmart and Target, but Panini and Tops. Panini and Tops want this stuff to be have that exposure from right. being on Walmart shelf. Right. They like moving that retail product. So for that reason, uh, I think that we will still see retail releases, obviously. But yeah, maybe it will be a higher percentage, higher percentage online compared to in store, especially like if the actual floor space is being cut down. I just don't don't see what else they're gonna do directionally, you know? Yeah, I really yeah, but then if it releases online, mm-hmm. it really is just bots. Like I think Tops makes an effort to actually give product to customers. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have Montgomery Montgomery Club, and they try new yeah. things all the time. They try yeah, to do, they do like Panini. Do they do anything? They just kind of like just put them on the website. Mm-hmm. Here you go, KSR. You can have Tops. Them. Well, it's, it's <laughs> Panini's and, and Panini is Walmart. <laughs> Panini's one of two ways. Panini Panini will be like, all right, um, either we're charging resale via <laughs> yeah. Dutch auction yeah. or fight to the death. You know what yeah. I mean? Because if you sneeze on their website, it goes down, and yet for some reason they don't scale it or change it or anything. Like, isn't it? Yeah, dude. Wait, it's it's interesting. Like some of those Dutch auctions, like. They do really well, even if you pay the like, what would be high price. Right? Yeah, yeah. So, do, do you it, uh, buy a lot of hobby? Do you buy any hobby products? That's an interesting because we don't. Yeah, because that's I, a I don't lot buy a lot of hobby. What I see doing well. Yeah, yeah. And card brokers, we actually focus a lot on like those Dutch auctions because they end up getting pretty low in price a lot of times because yeah. people. It definitely is interesting because you don't know what price it's selling out at. Mm-hmm. I don't know anybody who has like stock numbers on the back. Like yeah, if they you could used like, to, though, I think. yeah, I Not think, anymore, yeah, though. like if you could figure out a way to figure out how many that boxes, would that would be insane. Dude, right? And you know when people are buying that out. Yeah, we've tried, and That'd it's like sick. there's just I just don't know how. Yeah, but mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. we end up buying a lot of it and actually do pretty well with it. Yeah, for sure. I've seen that. Yeah, yeah, especially on like the better products. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you have to hold, do you have to hold uh, those hobby products, or is it like you find when you get them in hand, the mar- the market's there? And- a lot of times it's that. It's, 
you never make a lot off those Dutch auctions, but you can make like a hundred dollars on a hobby box, which yeah, that can be scaled and everything. But exactly. a lot of them are holds too. Yeah, cool. Um, this this was a this is a fun thing. So just I was thinking like Panini releases and whatnot. The obviously we know like the the white sparkle packs that released recently. One of our members, uh, uh, one of our you know OG members, been uh, with us from the very very beginning. But he, he ripped the packs that he was able to get, and he pulled uh, the uh, one-of-one Joe Burrow auto. Yeah, yep, it's awesome. Yeah. So it's and, and that was like, so the Justin Herbert would probably be, you know, considered the better of the, or yeah. the best card from, but then this Joe Burrow, like, that's no, that's a clear number two, at least yeah. best card. Yeah. That's just, that's unreal, because there's thousands and thousands of packs out there, and like, to genuinely pull the second best card. That's crazy. In the world. From that's, probably yeah, not, I mean, I don't know how many you got. I mean, I, I think like maybe five or ten packs, uh, maybe, maybe a bit, maybe a bit more, but uh, regardless, yeah, that's insane. Yeah, that's ridiculous. And and as far as the price, like we were talking about this at breakfast, the, the price of this it's it's a one of one, so it's like the yeah. value is in the eye of the beholder. It could be a ten, like I don't know. You take I, it away. What do you think it, this thing's gonna go for? I, man, it's tough. It I mean, is. It's tough to buy that kind of stuff. But like, I wouldn't say that thirty k to seventy k is completely out of reason. Like, that's crazy. <laughs> but I'm Jeez. not gonna say that's the price either. But yeah, I think that it could. If you I think there could be a buyer could willing be a to buyer pay that. that amount of pr- that amount of price. That's the crazy, and and that's the thing with one of ones. It's it's not so much about the market. It's about the buyer. You know, if you yeah. can find the right buyer, like that 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 believes in Joe Burrow yeah. cards to that degree, and it's yeah. a one of one from a white sparkle pack that's like that. Insane. It's a product line that most people didn't even get their hands on at all. Yeah. It. Uh, yeah. That that's godly. That that's super crazy, man. Yeah. Um. Okay, uh, big transition, uh, big news in the industry, not really the industry, just big news in the world recently is, you know, GameStop, AMC, uh, a, a lot of... App- Doge. <laughs> yeah, Doge. Doge. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, some some crypto pump and dumps uh-huh. uh, alongside uh, Silver's being pumped up. It uh, there's, there's a lot of crazy economic conversations to be had right now or mar- market conversations about market volatility whatnot um everyone is is quite familiar with the with the backstory on you know all, all basically the the people that shorted gamestop uh to the degree that it was and and everyone knows the whole backstory so we can save all of that yeah. but let, let's just talk more about uh sneaker twitter directly like our space of you know sneaker twitter entrepreneurial twitter whatever you want to call yeah. it like obviously has had a ton of fun with this i know i have too Embraced bro it, dude. bro it's Embraced so much it. oh yeah it's it's been, it's been a, fun yeah oh it's been it's been fun it's it's been a crazy yeah. topic of conversation and, and you just never know uh yeah you could tell every, everyone's really getting in on I was telling Garrett, I don't go on Twitter, really, I don't post or anything, but, like, last week I was on Twitter more than I would be in, like, six months. Right. Because it was just so fun. Yeah, there's just so much action going on, like, every day. Even still, as we record, Mm -hmm. people are making or breaking a lot of money right now, and there's, like, huge updates, like, right now. The volatility is, like, like you would see in what an altcoin of crypto. Yes. Because, like, they're just 
the percentages that are going up and down is insane. Yep, it's it's it's, it's amazing. Um, I I want to talk. I want to like hit Dogecoin though, like that you brought up, because a lot of dudes got they uh, in our industry bought into this this farce that that you know people that just maybe are less familiar with crypto less familiar with like altcoins or like shit coins as they're referred to sometimes or just like the 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 lesser quality um well i wouldn't call it a farce what do you mean because there are people that actually do believe in doge like okay as, to go as a currency or i don't i don't think so much an asset as, as bitcoin but the thing about doge is like if you look at the chart historically and this is true for I'd say a good majority of altcoins. The goal of these big, big investors is to use these altcoins and do like pump and dumps to get more fiat, which would be US dollars or dollar currency or more Bitcoin, Buy Ethereum. More Bitcoin. So they yeah. will like, it's easy to pump things that have market cap, meaning like if you owned all of Doge, every single Doge coin, mm -hmm. it would only be like a few billion dollars, which, okay, that's a lot of money. But if you have, 10 guys that are big, big whales with a ton of money, you could buy 5% of the active asks yeah. and pump it artificially. The momentum goes just like GameStop, mm -hmm. but to a lesser degree. Yep. So they pump it and historically they will pump Doge to a portion of Bitcoin. Like if you're comparing a chart, it's too technical. But anyways, historically they pump Doge. It's a great one to pump because it has this meme factor well it's got influencer knows. marketing yes so yeah. they will pump it and then they do they will just sell out they all sell and then they buy back in when it gets to a certain point yeah lays dormant for months they do it and again then, boom at the right so opportunity. it's just a great yeah and so yeah that's uh everyone came into doge because it was easy for that wasn't it what's the group called like they started saying to buy doge oh uh wall street like bets when, yeah, well, when wall robin street... hood banned doge yeah. that day oh, yeah. then it made everybody say buy doge buy you know right and it just pumped to crazy it got like, up to like 7.8 cents which is like a poor uh they're called satoshis which satoshis are like fractions of a bitcoin mm -hmm. and so you, when you have crypto day traders they compare like where it's been historically compared to Bitcoin price. Yeah. Literally, you can draw this. There's a line like this. It hit it here in the past. It went up to this portion of Bitcoin and it literally went up to here. It's like 200 something Satoshis. Okay. And so that's when they were selling yep. this past time. Yep. And actually when, I mean, but anyways, yeah, it's just an easy coin to pump and dump. So. Makes sense. And when I, when I said that like people bought into the farce of it, I mean like the farce was doge to $1. That tagline was made like no, yeah. the whales that were in doge that dumped at seven cents were the ones saying doge to $1. Like they never believed it was going to $1. They believed it was going to seven cents. Was and it seven cents or is it seventh of a cent? It, it, it got up to 7.8 seven cents. cents. It got insane. that high? It, yeah. it did. It, I didn't it realize went, it got. This pump yeah. went from, I wanna say the like about a week ago, it was at about like one and a half cent or one cent yeah. per do and dogecoin so and it got to seven point eight cents. The reason a dollar is just so, it's just moronic to think it would do that. It, 
You exactly. look at the market cap. Don't think of it as seven cents. Yep. There are billions and billions of these out there. Exactly. The mar- if it went People, to a dollar, yes. you would 10x that market cap and it would be, it would basically go from like three or four billion yes. to 40 billion, meaning the company, if you were calling Doge a company, mm-hmm. is now worth 40 billion. Yep. I mean, it's like GameStop. It historically is like five or six bucks. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's 700. Yep. That you're saying the market value of GameStop is like, ridiculous Mm -hmm. so i guess it would be possible but in terms of market cap you're putting it a fourth of bitcoin a fifth of bitcoin or something and it's just that if it were a dollar it just doesn't make sense people very dangerously were like conflating what was happening with with gamestop um the shorts on gamestop and what that was causing to you know ultimately happening to the price of the shares people were conflating that with like i had uh obviously wouldn't name my name because like You'll see why in a second, but just like a normal, a normal, uh, like a normie friend of mine was like, Hey man, like you hearing about this Dogecoin, you think we should start buying it? Like, is it shorted the same way as GameStop? Hmm. And I'm like, bro, you're in over your head. Don't even, don't even think about spending. That's when you know to sell. That's when you know to sell. Exactly. Normal people saying like, bye, bye. That's the pop. That's literally when you sell. That is the peak. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, Vince roast me once. He's like, dude, he's like, when I hear you talking about a, a cryptocurrency, he goes, I know that thing. <laughs> he calls <peaked." laughs> me. I look at my phone in the morning, one like last week. Yeah. And he had called me in the night at like midnight. And then the next morning, he called me. And I get on the phone with him. He's like, dude, this is like revolutionary. We got, you got to buy GameStop. You got to. Yes, what? the yes, GameStop, yeah, GameStop. GameStop. Yes. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, yeah, I wish I and owned it, is it right re- now because I would sell it. And it is well, it is revolutionary, and and that is the, that is the difference it's is that cool I movement. is that is that um, ga- um, GameStop is is very you know GameStop and AMC it's very much principle and it's mathematic. Yeah. It's there's there's numbers like the shorts on GameStop prices in a, in a pl- mathematically. Yes, yeah. had the playing field not yeah. been completely shifted by uh, these like shadow people and organizations. Had the playing field been left even, um, you know, Melvin Capital screwed up majorly mm-hmm. with, and uh, as did other, you know, big firms and whatnot. And ultimately, yeah, it was mathematically guaranteed that the prices were going to go up. Oh, if really? Yeah. I didn't know if, if they were, yeah, if they were bought in, you know, if there was enough people investing in and whatnot and they held their shares, like there was, there was math behind GameStop's price increase. Whereas Doge, it was just, it was a pump yeah. by influencers and they just rode the coattails of the hype behind all of that and it, yeah. it is just a dangerous we see this all the time in sneaker twitter um in sneaker twitter i really you know i i like to put in quotes because it's just like it's like uh opportunists you know financial twitter at this point like we're going for we're going for anything like these these dudes are jumping on any wave and every wave and, yeah. and it's dangerous I, you know, a lot of people invested like real money into Dogecoin at the top, dude. People bought in right at the top and, uh, and, and it's just dangerous. People need to be like careful and, and well-researched before yeah. they, uh, before they start investing into this type this of stuff. This actually but. makes me think about a conversation we had when I was saying like, and we talked about this a few, um, podcasts back, Yeah, like buying Pokemon cards as investments, it feels like it's the top right now. But then yeah. I was saying, like, I want to look at the math, the population mm-hmm. counts yeah. of these PSA 10s of the 1999 cards. Because yeah. if they're under 500, meaning 500 total, uh, let's just say Pikachu, Pikachu PSA 10s, mm-hmm. um, you're saying worldwide there aren't 500 people that would pay, like, 
30 to 40 grand for the card because right. it's not that now. Right. But I think the guys that are becoming yep. older, like your generation, it is my generation. will have disposable income yep. in Agreed. four, five, six, seven years. So it's Even literally- Even more in 20 years. Right. And that's yes, like exactly. the one, when I think of investments from cards, I'm so- anti-investing in cards and mm -hmm. I, you know, I don't know why, but I was talking to him about <laughs> I don't the Pokemon know cards. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, um, I was like, I would probably buy a Pokemon PSA 10, 1999, or like first edition before yeah. I were to buy any card, baseball, football from the past 10 years. I believe in Pokemon too. Yeah. I, I, I oh, believe yeah. that, I believe base set first edition Pokemon um, is going to the moon. I don't believe that anyone can accurately say what the, what the yeah. peak value is on these cards because yeah, dude, like Char, yeah, Charizard, bro, so we've seen, there. I mean, we've seen it, complete anomalies. Uh, you know, baseball cards, Mike Trout cards, uh, Super Fractor and whatnot selling for millions yeah. of dollars higher than yeah. what they were supposed to sell right. for. Millions of dollars higher. It takes one rich guy mm -hmm. to completely change the market on, on a particular collectible or oh. whatnot. So, yeah, man, as far as Pokemon, I, I do believe in in a I, – I don't know. Not short-term crazy growth. Right. But, yeah, bro. Like when yeah. when – my generation, you know, the twenty like twenty three to thirty or twenty nine year old, when when we're like fifty five, right. and there's a lot more millionaires. I mean, who who knows? This man. is why I like the video game stuff too, right? Because I I used to play Nintendo sixty four games. Mm -hmm. I don't know what you like. I don't know what your generation was playing, but like, like Xbox three sixty, dude. I would like so Modern like Warfare Halo or something. You know, like I would love to have an original Zelda great like in the box sealed yeah like that's super cool it's expensive now already yeah but i can't imagine 10 years that not being just even more exponentially higher it's funny i i would collect that stuff i don't know much about like uh zelda, zelda. like that was just Whoa, like yeah pre I mean, yeah xbox 360 modern warfare so 2. that would be modern warfare 2 bro that game did yeah. it come in a cd like it was still yeah it was a disc okay yep right. did you play no I, yeah i played modern warfare 2 i was oh, nice. later how much younger am i than you like Seven years? Yeah. Or yeah. eight years. Yeah. So, eight I mean, years. I played Call of Duty when I was young. I would have been like 10, though. Mm -hmm. And then... Yeah, That's like gaming been, I was like though. Ghost. I like Ghost a lot. A lot of people hated Ghost. Okay. But mm. that was like... I think it's because I had a friend who played Ghost, and then I got on it. And yeah, that was like my main Call of Duty game. Nice. That's cool. Yeah. Um, another another big topic. So, man, we touched on this once already, but there's just updates. So, it's, it's very much relevant... Uh, the trophy room, like backdoor situation, bro. What a fucking <laughs> you can't disaster! Even say trophy room you, now without laughing. I know, the, dude. The tro such a, bro. They, <laughs> this is like the most uh, publicity and exposure to a backdoor operation or like failed backdoor attempt yeah. that I've ever seen in my life. Everyone <laughs> knows about it. It's crazy. Yeah. Like yeah, they've never had. I can't think of like a single public backdoor. Right, where everyone and their yeah. mother knows that it's getting yeah. backdoored. It's madness, dude. And uh, okay, so a, a couple specific updates that we we know or or believe to be true as of as of uh, time of recording are that the the shoes in circulation are rumored to be uh, legitimate pairs, not fakes. Probably actually backdoored, not stolen, the majority of them. Uh, but because of the, the heat and flack that maybe Marcus Jordan's son, or sorry, Michael Jordan's son, Marcus Jordan, owner of Trophy Room, they're all getting a lot of flack for this. 
So what they're doing is adding these like blue laces to the pairs that they're going to be sold by Trophy Room mm-hmm. to try attempt to delegitimize all of the pairs that are already in circulation out there. Now, big asterisk next to that is like if you go and look at the people selling the Trophy Rooms, all of them say blue laces are coming on Tuesday. <laughs> or blue laces are coming yeah. on Friday. Yeah, I saw like that. they're back doing the blue laces, man. <laughs> yeah. They, they like quite literally, they're back doing the shoes and then the blue laces they're using to try to delegitimize the backdoor pairs, they're back doing the blue laces of the same people. Yeah. So it's a disaster. And the joke is that by the time they release, there's gonna be 25 pairs that they drop online. Because yeah. every other pair is in backdoor. That's so funny. Are yeah. the sh- I are the shoes numbered? Out no. of thirteen thousand, like are they like, numbered like the uh, fives were right. like numbered? Yeah. I don't is the th- stock twelve thousand. I think it's twelve or thirteen. That's what the rumored stock is. That's actually not bad. But yeah. I, I don't. Uh, you don't know if they're numbered. I don't think they are. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that I don't think they are, bro. Be so cool oh. if the laces on like the tips had the number with the shoe. That'd right, be so crazy. The fact that they're not numbered is probably why he went so hard with the back door. Right, yeah. Because the trophy room five is like. Also, the hype. Uh, you guys remember, like, those sat in store that day. That's crazy. I don't want to talk about those. Absolutely not. That's nuts. crazy. I know. And, yeah, prices went to the moon on those. But, yeah, these things, the pre-sale prices were so high that he just, I think, is, yeah. they're taking full. Uh, do you, Okay, let me ask you this. So, the uh, people are talking all about, oh, Marcus Jordan's going to lose his contract. Marcus Jordan's going to lose his contract. And then people are like, man, that's MJ's son. He'll never lose his contract. And then the response to that is, well, he didn't dunk from the free throw line. You know what I mean? Like, he, he he's not he's not the one that actually blessed Nike with with everything that they had. Like, I don't know. Could Marcus Jordan Trophy Room Store lose their Nike contract for like an egregious backdoor offense? I don't think that they would like. I think that maybe they could have a restructuring. Like, if right now they're tier zero, obviously because they're getting collaborations, maybe the are getting not allowed collaborations in the future. Or, I, would, or, I could see him lose it. You know why? Why? Um, Elon Musk basically got kicked out of his own company. Okay. So, I mean, yeah. I'm just saying, you get enough people in the boardroom. Exactly. And they're just, they're like, we can't He's, have this happening. Of anymore. course. Yeah. That's why, I mean, it's well, not like, like publicly traded, publicly Nike, traded but, companies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They, so there's my a, opinion but is, they need Jordan. They, they, they need they need kill. Michael Jordan. Yeah. Oh, Michael. They don't need Marcus Jordan. Marcus Jordan. Yeah. But does Michael Jordan have a say in uh, Marcus if Marcus Jordan gets to stay? Not if they do something where that affects Michael Jordan's bottom line. Yeah. You know, hmm. even like, to the tune of he had the a, a quarter percent or whatever. I mean, because yeah. he has equity in Nike. I, like that was the thing about the his Jordan contract, brand. Yeah. Which, but yeah, I'm just saying, I could see it happening. Yeah. But. Not this is pretty well. bad, man. I mean, this is a bad backdoor. Everyone knows about it. Literally yeah. everyone. You don't hear about that type of uh, publicity. I, I've never heard about it. And and there's people that, yeah. like, undefeated, backdoors every release. And everyone knows it, but no one th- talks about it this much. Like, this is getting exposure. So for that reason alone, I could see... I could see something changing yeah. with the trophy room. Maybe we don't see another trophy room Nike collaboration ever or for a long time. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Will they stop being uh, – will they lose their Nike contract, like have it completely stripped yeah. from them? Now they can only sell I'd Asics and Adidas. Odds Doubt it. Slim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I d- possible. I, 
you just never know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Board of directors. They 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 are going to be the yeah, ones. Enough people on there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The investors are going to be the ones calling the shots on it. <laughs> Did you guys go for the Cybersoul hoodies uh, last week or the other week? I think it was last week. No. How no? much were those? It's ninety nine euros. Ninety nine. How much uh, is that USD? I think they were what, 130, 120, 130, 130, 130 bucks. Huh. Plus shipping and handling. And where are people selling these at now? eBay. eBay. <laughs> Dude, they were flipping. Yeah, we we had a rele- we did a release channel for them shamelessly. So many people wanted them, and we, then not me. What's that? You said we. I said not he me. GF and F. Yeah, actually, yeah, yeah, but no, we did we did a full release guide and whatnot because yeah, the the demand was there. We just have so many people that that they I, want them that yeah. want them yeah, exactly. Them, and yeah. that's what I said. Like I when we first posted and we were like you know pinging reminders like hey this is come this is in thirty minutes whatever it is. Um, people were like man are these really profitable? I'm like Cyber has more fanboys than 80% of the brands that we buy. And that is the truth. I mean, dude, we buy Ben Baller shit sometimes. Ben Baller collaborations, and no one knows who that guy, like that guy's so irrelevant. Cybersoul, there's just enough demand in our own little niche industry that uh, those hoodies were a guaranteed flip. And and yeah, lo and behold, selling for like a few hundred bucks. They could have GR'd it though. They could have GR'd it. I thought they were going to. I thought they were gonna make it made made to order order. and just absolutely cook those up. they They said, uh, Lucas and team publicly on Twitter prior to the release had said um, that that they're not going to be GR'd, that they are going to be limited. And so Cyber fun. does, they, they love hype. You know, yeah. that hype machine is is powerful. So it makes sense to me that they that they went with the limited nature of the product. Yeah. Good amount of yeah. success though. They did, Yeah, they definitely uh, produced a decent amount because I, I saw a good amount of checkouts in our group and, and elsewhere on Twitter. It's, uh, it's fun. I, so one thing I wanted to ask you actually was you were talking about these like complex con type um, conventions. And yeah, like card shows. Yeah. yeah. Is that where you primarily would buy your um, like higher tier cards from? Yeah, so I buy like all my high-end cards from probably from shows generally, but now that like shows are going away, it's not even that they're going away. It's like uh, they're still having them. Yeah. But yeah, that would be the best place to buy. There's tons of high-end. Like there's a lot of shows are just really, really high-end stuff. Yeah. What's the one coming up that you're talking the about? National. The National. Yeah. Which yeah, we'll make, go we're going to make a big Let's deal go. out of it. GF- I've already GF- talked to you about it. Yep. Yeah. GFNF's going to be at the go. at the National. Of course. Oh, well, yeah. we have to. GFNF's going to be there. And I know ZMAD and, and the car broker team's going to be yeah. there. So it's going to be fun. Or something. Dude, it'll be oh, fun. Oh, because I want to buy a Pokemon. Like, that might be where I buy a Pokemon Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can make a big deal out of it. Like, have, like, dinner on us for, like, all the members. Yeah, we'll, like, reserve out, like, we'll do it right we we won't uh we won't like all just like try to converge in like a little burger joint or anything we'll rent the place out we'll, we'll do it big so it'll be it'll be good yeah. um but yeah no regardless cool. that's that, good that know, should though. be a lot of fun honestly yeah. uh do you go like i guess obviously prior to this past year were you going to card shows like was that like a passion of yours? yeah and i still went a couple times this year i think yeah to just some local ish ones like two hours away but uh, yeah, it's always fun. The national is really fun. Once you go to the national, all other card shows just feel terrible. How big is it? Can, well, uh, I mean, and where do they? Ho- what's the center that they host it? Uh, they this one will be in Chicago. They host in like different places. Okay. Nice. Uh, Chicago. Wow. I have no idea. Where is it's it at. huge? Yeah, you it'll get, be huge. Um, do you get like better deals at those than like if you're at on eBay or something? Uh, yeah, usually you do. You can yeah, haggle too. Yeah, and you don't. Oh, yeah. And you don't pay tax or anything like that. And they don't have to report it on taxes. 
Not so there, they, so they, the sellers yeah. have, yeah. So sellers have incentive. Yeah, the sell, sellers have incentive is what I'm saying. And, and and you even see that like at at uh, like sneaker conventions and stuff. It's just like uh, everyone's in this like hustle mentality where like they're just trying to buy and sell. You know what I mean? Yeah. So even if it's an offer that they wouldn't accept on eBay yeah. because they're in the moment, they're like, hmm, if I take that money, I can I go, go maybe get... buy that Luca card. I've been, I, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's some, yeah. there's something there, and and people like wheeling and dealing. Like it's it's fun. Yeah, you that's know? pretty much all the national ways. You're that's like five cool. days of just wheeling and dealing. It's and five days, huh? There's thousands, of, tens, of, maybe even hundreds of thousands of people sneaker there. No Twitter. way. It's on to us, dude. That's sick. That's yeah. cool. All I'm right, getting awesome. all the sneaker Twitter there. That'll be fun. Yeah, Let's do it. I'm sure there'll be a good amount of people like from our from our world and space that are there that is cool yeah that, that should and it's in uh you said it's summertime yeah it'll be like july 28th ish to like august 1st or so no it's not the like the official but yeah something days. like that yeah. awesome dude hell yeah put me down sweet um let's go to the uh segment this week's leaks we'll do some upcoming sneaker uh and or or drops that are coming out and uh kind of vocalize our opinions so we can start with I wanted to talk on the the blue Yeezy slide. Have you guys seen those yet? And what are your thoughts initially? I it's my first one I want to get probably just because for yourself. Yeah, um, I'm supposed to go to the beach for one, but two, cool. it'll probably be the cheapest time to get a Yeezy slide if uh, they produce enough of them. You know? Right, a blue one. I yeah. think they're cool. I mean, I'd rather have the bone white, but it's like they're so expensive. I'm not paying. Uh, yeah, no. Yeah. No. What are they at now? Aftermarket? I don't know. Over 200 probably. Yeah. Okay. Too much. They've that's been steep. too high for yeah. too long. So that's the only reason. I don't think they're great looking, but yep. I might want a pair to, I don't know. And they're different too. They're, yeah. they're definitely distinct. Yeah. Uh, the black nylon Sakai vapor waffle is another one that we've seen. Um, I think we've seen some official images of it. It's uh triple black nylon upper with the gum bottom on the, what are your guys thoughts on these? No, not, for uh, you? not a fan. It's like, I didn't like the other vapor waffles with the thing that sticks out the back of it. Oh, sure. And the colorway in general is terrible, even if it didn't do that. Black and gum just yeah. never hits for me, no, dude. It's, well, it's when terrible. I saw it, that one of the swooshes looked like it was like rust colored and it looked pretty bad. Right. Yeah. Couldn't wear them. I'm sure they'll resell probably, but they yeah yeah they definitely yeah. will. Yeah. But even I you know even the old style like Sakai Vapor waffles when they did triple black they were barely profitable. They weren't that good. Remember yeah. they just didn't look that good either. Like yeah. I had those on hand. They're like well, and the, yeah, OG, the ones, OG ones are uh, sick. They were probably so thinking sick. like oh look at the OG ones. I'm just gonna buy those. Yeah, these exactly. black ones suck. Right, they're they not. They need to do it the other way. Release the black ones and then release and the cool then ones. And then the better colors. Better. Yeah. 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 They definitely would have done a lot better. Yeah. Um, dude, let's talk about let's talk about Zmad's heat, bro. For a guy, for a for a dude that's not, for a, for a dude that's not uh, involved in in sneaker reselling uh, anywhere near as much as he is cards. This guy pulled up in UNC off white yeah. ones. Just stun, just stun it on. I, had us. Stun on. I, had I, I, I get out. Yeah, I get out. There's a blizzard out, and I'm like, it is literally you're wearing those yes, in the blizzard. That's the yes, exactly. Because I don't do that. Like, Dude, literally, we're gonna go outside, and I'm not putting these in the rain. Right. Right. I feel bad about it. It's, Why? They, like I wore these in the snow. I know, exactly. And, they look so and then clean and then and yeah. then Zmed and then Z. So he he buys the UNCs, stunts on us in a blizzard, just gets slush <laughs> on him, doesn't care. He's like, ah, I'll just go put on my Chicago, uh, my <laughs> Chicago uh, white ones. Yeah, no. And uh, and then he buys. So he buys the buys the volts. Or these were DS until today. Yeah. Yep, he, he copies at a local store. 
undieses them in another blizzard. <laughs> like, <laughs> like 10 minutes, like, you know, walk outside. I'm like, bro, really? Like, it's horrible we out here. We were going here. to a nice restaurant. I had to change true, shoes. True. He goes, hey, man, where are your shoes? Where are your shoes? Yeah, but not in, not in like, the worst weather. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but then Vince can't have that because he's got to be the guy on the show wearing. He wants to be wh- cool. Wearing yeah, the, yeah so he had to pull out these. Dornbacher 4. I was I, wh- bro. Who even has those? And all first off, I'm I'm roasting you because they're so sick and I'm jealous. How first off, when did you get those? And I think it's hilarious I'll that you undiest them. I'll tell you the today. story. Yeah. All right. I've been looking at these for probably a year on StockX. Yeah. They just kept the ass just kept going up and up. And I went and sold to a local place um just a bunch of my Yeezys and crap I didn't really care about. And I was about to leave. They're about to give me my money. And I look over at the wall and I'm like, oh, crap, are those Dornbacher 4s? Yeah. (laughs) And I walk over, I look at them, the price is like $1,700. And in my mind, I'm like, I haven't seen them under two grand new on StockX. And it says new on the tag. So I take them off and I go up, I'm like, are these new? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, I want those. And then he's like going to the back to get the box in the other shoe. And he's like, Damn, you just bought these so quick. Did that? Did we just like get scammed? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. you guys got fucked. And we <laughs> looked at the price. I mean, they're like the lowest ask is twenty two hundred. Okay. But yeah, I mean, I just had to get them. It's um, so they're insane. so cool. They're iconic. I mean, the tongue is just dude. Oh, Superman. Oh god. Yes, I, I know. It's yeah. Superman. How can you beat that? It's incredible. Those are my favorite Dornbackers. It's a sick shoe. Yeah. It's unbelievable. And they yeah. have like some dude told him a bunch of shoes, and they have like five different Dornbackers. Yeah. Like in that same 11, 10 and a half. That's cool. But stuff. I was actually impressed that I got you um, subconsciously to wear Kith. Yeah, well, you didn't, you know. Well, I don't so I mean, it's I nice. Well, I, I, I like it. I'm uh, glad you're wearing it. Well, thank you. It wasn't subconscious. I've owned this since release. Thank you. Um, hit a for hit a bunch of stuff, dude. This is when Kith shipped stuff. Yeah. And and this is when Kith shipped multiples too. So I had like several hoodies, yeah. several tees, like long sleeves, short sleeves, and whatnot. And and yeah, so I've got a couple pieces from the Tom and Jerry collection that, was that, are, like, that are fun. I think they used to do that. 2019, like spring, was the last time. Like, I would hit ten of the tie dye tees. I hit a bunch of Tom and Jerry's. Yep. And then like I think just sneaker culture sneak like people started buying yeah. it and then there was like one per house yep i think what they do is they literally match zip code to zip code mm-hmm. and if you have similar like so let's say oh here we have an order to the zip code check and see if we have another order that zip code yeah. with like matching three or four things and right it's like oh they got multiple see ya yeah otherwise i don't know how else they're doing it because they do all, such a good job they're super thorough of man. multiples yeah but how many are getting released like a stuff, stuff like that, like a hoodie or something. Dude, the stock's gotta be like fifty-ish, a hundred oh, per size. Maybe. Yeah, oh, well, that would be easy. Fifty to, to hundred. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, they definitely manually check too sometimes. On yeah. their Monday programs, the stuff can be like days super later. low stock. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Depends on what it is. If you have more addresses, though, that's when it helps. That's I what have you a need. lot of addresses yep. that I can use. So that's how Vince is always running kits. He's got a bunch of addresses. All of his so. other houses, right? Yeah, I yeah. have like four or five of some hoodies, and I just look stupid. Vince wants <laughs> to get uh, Ronnie Feig on the uh, on on the podcast. That's like one of his dreams, and I'm all for setting big. Uh, you know, that's my goal. Big, yeah, when good. We have high, them, I'd big be goals. down to just end the show forever. 
Just last episode was sold out. Hey guys, uh, we got Met Ronnie Feig on the show, and this is the last episode because it's the pinnacle. Uh, no offense, Zmed. Of course, this has been a fun one. But <laughs> I'm better than Ronnie Feig. I think you are better than Ronnie yeah. Feig. I, I think that Vince is biased there just because yeah. he's uh, so pro Kith. He's highly invested in Kith. Uh, okay, back to this week's leaks. Another one was the CDG Air Foam Posit. Or yeah, air foam posit. Did you guys uh, you guys see these? They're super ugly. They're all spiraled pattern. So CDGs. Yeah, I, I think they've got the worst Nike contract of all time. Like the fact that they were given that silhouette is hilarious. Um, a friend, he's like does uh kids youth basketball leagues around here, mm-hmm. and he knows like a lot of he knows NBA players and stuff like their friends. Yeah, they went out of Ohio State, and he was telling me like I don't know six months ago that. Foam posits are gonna be like the next thing to like come up. Like the they were hot did. back in the day. Yeah. So he's telling me like start getting some and just keep them. I mean I'm not doing it yet. But right. I could see it. There's some good colorways. I, I could also see it. Yeah. Just because I do know from firsthand perspective that they were actually hyped. As like I know to someone that's new to sneakers or just getting into sneaker culture, they look at those and yeah. like, dude, what the fuck? These things. Yeah. They, uh, they're crazy looking. They're different looking. But I remember, like, because I, I first got into, like, reselling shoes in 2012, 2013. Foams are still, like, pretty hot back then, man. People loved foams. People, they needed to have foams in their rotation, especially, like, depending on what city. I, I had friends that were from D.C. and, like, everyone wore foams down there, man. Like, that I was. I didn't know that. Yes, you yes. Foams, ever, like. Bro, foams are, like, they were hot. Okay. So... Every everything it could take a big collaboration to po- like dude ima- imagine the, Virgil a does a foam posit or something yeah that so. could change that could bro all, everything comes back in style eventually yep. you know what I mean yeah. so the, the fact that there was actual hype and they were profitable that that, that you could resell foams that yeah. I was reselling them on Facebook Marketplace and whatnot for profit so it's not that they were there, just popular they were profitable there was a black one like. Halloween or something like Galaxy a few months one? ago. Oh, well, a few months ago. Okay. Yeah, I made like twenty bucks off of it. The Galaxy on ones, I think Locker. I remember. Galaxies, oh, Galaxies go for were a, cool. Yeah. They go for a lot, I think. I yeah. don't know if they still do, but those I are like really those. hyped ones. Yes. Were those in the past year and a half? No. Okay. Oh, right? these are the OGs. The OG Galaxies were. Uh-huh. I think they had ago, some think. newer Galaxies that. Re-released. I think you're thinking oh, of the flight have. posits. Maybe. The, I think you're thinking of the flight Galaxy flight pod. The Galaxy I don't know, phone pattern and colorway on foams is, is hot and okay. popular. Yeah. yeah. Uh, dude, I'm here for a foam posit resurgence. I'm like, that's cool to me, dude. That's what I'm saying, dude. It, it, CDG, like after CDG, maybe we can get Virgil. A mat, well, Let's CDG's a trash. <laughs> dude, okay. No, I know. CDG's CD, bad. Trash but club. I'm saying, then you got to go to the next level. Right. Imagine you know? if, if some if a hyped like artist or yeah. uh, you know, musician Let's or whatnot collabs it, on a. Let's yeah, pump I'm, it. I'm here for Let's it. Pump Let's pump it. foams. Yeah. I'm, I'm here to pump and dump foam posits yeah. for a couple of years. Yeah. Um, and then lastly is a shoe that uh, has transcended sneaker Twitter and, and went viral is the uh, Valentine's Day Air Force One. You remember seeing oh, those things? Yeah. Uh, they've got uh, yeah. pretty unique patterns on the tongue, I believe it was, and whatnot. Hot shoe, man. Uh, you know, big demand with with uh, yeah. girls and guys, frankly. And yeah, it, I think that shoe's gonna do. Exception. That'll be like a TikTok shoe. I don't know what they call those, but yeah. like all the girls start wearing them. And yes. Then they just shoot up when they get like uh, one of the Day Emilio girls or whatnot to yeah. wear one of them, and just like yeah, all the GS prices just absolutely skyrocket at that point. So I saw someone put it next to the Strange Love. I'm like, you're not even close. 
Well, like, it's like a poor man's strange love. It's not love. even close. It's not. It's not even like, close. I don't like them that much. You Which like one? the the, uh, Valent the Valentines. Oh, I don't like I don't them like that them, much. No. Oh, I was gonna say. No, like I just think that uh, the demand is is big enough that it should be a fun. It. it should be a yeah. fun flip. Yeah. Yep. Um, but no, that is like I don't even think you can call that a poor man's strange love it's because it's close. not. It's not just close. a low top that's loves. pink and white. Strange loves are fun. No, I need a pair. I just. I told this story before. I had bought three of them after release because I knew they'd go up. Basically. Yeah. I, yeah. I just finally got a pair like a few weeks ago, uh, the special box, and I feel like I just climbed Mount Everest. It's yeah, awesome. Because StockX just kept probably keeping them for themselves because like I'd buy a pair and then go up like 500 bucks and StockX probably just kept them. And they'd always say, oh, failed oh, authentication. Failed. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Here's your refund. Yeah. I, yeah. You never get failed authentication. Do you get that much on how StockX? Do you, how do you get failed authentication on a brand new special box strain right that they haven't even produced like, fakes of yet, yeah like I've early had, on i've had it happen once and i bought a lot of stuff off stock yeah exactly. right no. what's your favorite pair of kicks that you uh in your rotation it's mm, a random question but. that is a random question i'm gonna go with i like my i like my off-white unc ones it's okay like i love that color one. yeah dude uh, definitely so you'll wear them even if there's a blizzard so much i wear them if there's a blizzard Hell yeah. Yeah. Card that you have my favorite card good question um i'll probably probably Oh shoot! I have no idea. The I like no. I like I like my Mike Trout. Sweet. Um, just because it's like from my childhood, and I actually pulled that card myself from a pack oh, back awesome. in the day. What, what is, is it? it? It's which, a Mike Trout, Trout what? It? Rookie. Uh, Mike Trout, two thousand eleven. Okay. Tops. Is that his rookie? Yeah, it's his rookie. It's a, it's a, uh, like his official rookie. Yeah, just his base rookie. Nice. Yeah. It graded, graded, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sweet, Ten. dude. Uh, yeah. I guess it wouldn't even care. Yeah, no, yeah. If I pulled it myself. <laughs> yeah. yeah, still, that's really cool. Yeah, that's awesome. They actually got it from Pack. Did the, yeah, went all the way through the process. That's great, man. So, what's your favorite shoe? My favorite shoe? Yeah. Did I have? Yeah. I know it's hard. <laughs> Probably, dude. I really like the the um Jordan One Paris to NYCs. You know that they like yeah. when you scrape them, they get pink on them. Yeah, yeah so they're, they're just like gray to yeah, pink. Yeah, gray to pink. Yeah. They're just really cool. I don't know why I like them so much. They're cool. Um, the, I love these, to be honest. But, those are sick. Um, yeah, probably those Jordan ones just because I, I can wear them a lot and they I like how they wear. Cool. What's your favorite Kith hoodie? Did I have? Yeah. Ooh. That's really tough. I know. <laughs> I mean, um, probably I have the. The carrot uh, hoodie with Bugs Bunny Bugs sitting Bunny. on the box logo. Okay. The blue one. Yeah. That's sick. It's hard. I have a lot of different kit hoodies. You just love um, all of it. Yeah. Well, I was uh, pointing out that like, how I don't how old Ronnie Fike is he your age? I think he's like he's got to be him and Vince like everything that Ronnie does and is like nostalgic to Ronnie. Vince is like I bro. think he's got to be like a few years older than me. That's yeah, I yeah, been, I would I say like thirty. 536 oh maybe. Okay. okay i think because he um yeah I, I could just feel that way but there's definitely like collaborations that if he it just really do hits them, home like if he doesn't do flintstones i don't know what's wrong with them because like the lineup of the characters i already see it I'm yeah like, it'll go there's well there's definitely sure. things like yeah but he's yeah he's in my my uh you know close to my proximity and age so definitely that's why we need him on well dude big things 2021 I know uh, we've got big plans, you know, big plans for the business, big plans for our, our personal reselling. 
Z-Mad's not going anywhere. He's my yeah. freaking guy. I uh, honestly, I'm I'm honored to have you as our first guest on the on the show, man. It's it's fun. I really cool getting to know you, and yeah, uh, it, it even awesome, over man. even over the last year, you know what I mean. Getting to know you, uh, yeah. you know, you're an act active provider in, in GF and app and whatnot, and, and our community loves you, and people know, uh, you know, we're buddies. We talk to each other publicly on Twitter and stuff like that. So it's yeah. cool, honestly. I uh, I know we've got big plans, and your face is not going anywhere so it's like joey diaz dude we're gonna have him on like all the episode 100 episode 160 right right yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> no it's cool it, it uh and logistically it, it worked out really well to, yeah. to shoot the show too so Stick, could, couldn't have worked out any better it, it was a fun one so yeah. if you guys don't have anything to wrap it up then i think we're yeah. good so good to go we'll call Let's this go. one all right guys yep